0: building spirituality, family, health, and business. This is the Giant Builders with Lois Wyant. Good afternoon, Giant Builders. It's Tuesday at two and today's guest is Jolly Aswalski, in which case I just, I love coming up on her in Facebook. So like the other day she was running out going bubbles, 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 and I just love her energy, and felt like she would have some really great tips for us. So, hey, how are you today?
1: I'm doing great. So happy to be here with you. Well, thank you. So if you could please tell us a little bit about what you do. Sure. So I'm Gelly and I am a child and family therapist, parenting expert uh, for about 20 years now. I'm a registered play therapy supervisor, an EMDR certified therapist and consultant. So I do a lot of trauma work. I'm also a first responder uh, in times of community crisis, hate crimes and terrorism. So I have a broad range of experience in working with children and families in just my private practice, in my parenting programs. And when it comes to crisis work, and I, I just love humanity. So I, I guess that would be the overarching theme. But kids, I always say the world's kids are my kids. I just love people.
0: That's so, wonderful. Yeah. That's yeah. great. So you're working with families. Is there Does it matter as far as like how large the family is?
1: That's a great question. So in my community, I'm an Orthodox Hasidic Jewish woman. So in our community, people tend to have big families. So I can work with a family that has one kid, two kids, seven kids, 10 kids, 12 kids. And my average client is mom has a baby and a toddler in the room, and then the child that needs help. So I'm used to working with all stages, all ages and uh, big families. Yeah. Okay, great. What do you see as something that could
0: build resilience in a family?
1: Okay, so one of the things when it comes to resiliency, because that's my big word since COVID, is that when parents are equipped to deal with raising families in this chaotic, crazy world that we've been living in, then we feel stronger and more capable of dealing with our kids, whether it's the work-life balance, whether it's specific developmental ages, like the terrible twos or kids with technology or, um, you know, anxiety and depression, which has become really prevalent and almost a mental health crisis. I mean, actually, so that's what they're saying since COVID. So when a mom is has the skills and support system to raise a family and she doesn't feel alone, that's what breeds resilience. Because no matter what's going on in your life and in your family, if you have a support network, then you don't feel alone. And when you don't feel alone, then you... You know, we feel more positive about life. So I would say that that's the biggest key to building resiliency in family.
0: Okay, so you talked about the stress of our situations now as we're going through. How can a mom reduce that stress as far as, you know, a work balance, work life balance?
1: One of the things that I love most is to share with parents, and this is what I found out through COVID, my own personal near-death with COVID two years ago, which was a crazy experience. Cause my, I never say I have lupus, but I have that diagnosis since um, my second, it was, I got, I got diagnosed when I was pregnant with my second daughter. And so it's been a mainstay in my life. So when COVID arrived, my lungs weren't functioning at an optimum level and I nearly died. Luckily, I'm here to tell the tale. And I think that functioning optimally with a work-life balance, when I went through that crisis, I started thinking, well, what am I doing in my office that I could share with people? People pay me the big bucks. When things are horrible, they're terrible, there's a crisis, they've tried everything and now they have no choice but to get an expert involved. And what am I doing? I'm playing with their child. I'm having mom and the kid or kids sitting in front of me. Yes, there are some techniques that are very specific that only a therapist can do, but you can learn to play with your kids. And what I realized is that most moms save playing for their children for the weekends, for a holiday, for a break, because we're so stressed out. Yet there are models in which you can play with your child for two minutes. You can play with your child for five minutes. While you're with them anyway, meaning you're there. Your time is tied up. You're getting them out of bed, breakfast, and out the door right or you're doing bath time or supper time or dinner time and those times tend to be um sometimes points of contention where people get very stressed out and kids and parents are at odds because we're becoming military commanders well i do this do that do the other you got to go to bed you got to make the bus you got to get it right and then where does that connection come in So one of the things that I like to talk about is connecting with your child in two minutes, five minutes, or 10 minutes. That is the foundation of my parenting program, Playful Parenting, and it's called Creating Parenting Gold because you're with your children anyway. So that can reduce the work-life balance stressor because a child's natural language is play. So when you're going to play with your kid, first of all, you're... Uh, is going to settle down, right? And you play is fun, right? And the child's natural language is play. So they're not, after a couple of weeks, what I find is that when parents get used to having this approach, that discipline issues go down. So that makes mommy feel so much better. Because one of the things that we wake up in the morning, we're like, uh, right? It's because we know the problems that are going to come our way. We know the kid's not going to listen. We know they're going to dance on the table. We know they're going to color the walls. We know <laughs> life is real. So if we think in blips of two minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, well, we're with the kids anyway, it's builds the resilience because play is their language. It makes you feel better. And then you, When kids are not so stressed out, we're less stressed out. When they're not giving us grief, (laughs) we feel better. And then we can work with a clearer mind and we can accomplish our work goals. And then we can go to parenting with the feeling of like, okay, it's not all that bad. It's not like I have to get through the day and I can't wait till the kids are in bed. It's a mindset shift. And then Our work-life balance just becomes that much easier. Can you relate to what I'm saying? Because you were like, she's there going bubbles, bubbles, bubbles. That was me after a very long day. And my grandkids were actually, that was one video where I wanted my daughter to take that 30 second clip because I tried myself and it wasn't like you couldn't see the bubbles. So actually we tried that for 10 minutes because my grandkids know me as this fun grandma and they kept jumping into the frame. <laughs> bubbles, bubbles, bubbles! <laughs> and she doesn't want me to show their faces online. Yeah. So, <laughs> and I had to say, okay, just for 10 seconds, don't come into the frame and grandma's gonna catch you from the other side. And finally we got the shot because I didn't want them to feel bad but it was after a full day of work and I was having such a good time. Yeah. I think that uh, that's a good and that
0: play, even for us as an adult yeah. can just be such a relaxation. Yes. Yes. Technology play like doing video games with your kid. Is that still the same equalization as like playing
1: ball with them? Okay, great question, Lois, because one of the things about technology is that it is here to stay. So when you play with your children on technology, if I say don't ever do it, look, most parents are going to go, well, she's not with the program. So, But I have to be honest that technology is not teaching your child social emotional skills. It is not teaching your child Eye contact. It is not teaching your child social skills, reciprocity, um, uh, hand coordination, body coordination. It's not giving your kid fresh air. It's also it's zoning out. And one of the things that technology does to us is that it gives us immediate reinforcement. So if you think about being on Instagram and Facebook and you just wanted to check in and get the news or connect with some people and two hours later, you're like, where did my night go? Why? Because whether it's Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, any other platform, even LinkedIn, I'm starting to see people say like, if you spend Two hours on LinkedIn, and you're overdoing the LinkedIn thing, don't feel bad because we all, whatever, whatever. Technology is addictive and it gives you a hit, it gives you an endorphin high. So, when you're having that endorphin high, you are now wanting more of it. And life is not about more of it and immediate reinforcers that suck you into the world. Of technology and then you're like well it's so much more exciting than real life we don't because real life can be hard right so we don't want to like as much as we can limit technology when our kids are young and delay that entrance into the world of immediate reinforcers immediate endorphinates, the better it is and also we're seeing so I just read this last night that one in 30 children in the US is being diagnosed with autism more than double what it was a few years ago. And I saved it because I wanted to look at this. I was like, that's not normal. It's not true that one in 30 kids has autism. One of my adult daughters has autism. Like I'm very aware of what autism is now one of the biggest hallmarks is social emotional issues i have to really think if our addiction to technology is causing kids to be labeled as autistic and while this is i you know i don't want to say anything that should be taken in like you know as as factual truth the best thing you can do as a parent and tell me how you feel is get out there and play with your kid color with your kid have conversations with your kid you want to watch a movie with your kid okay but what i tell my clients is that if you're going to give your kid technology for that half hour that they're watching it you need to then add on a half hour where you're engaging with them because our children living in a world where they just have screens um it's it's a social experiment.
0: No, oh, I agree. That I that I appreciate that. That was a great great advice. Then, what are some things that parents can do to connect with kids?
1: Yeah. So, um, let's just throw out some. Let's start with the bubbles. This it's it's the summer. Go go to the door and blow some bubbles. Go on the porch, blow some bubbles. Can't get out, it's raining. Blow some bubbles in the bathroom into the tub, right? And pop them on the tub wall, right? Blow up balloons with your kids. Fill up balloons with water. Tie the balloons around your ankles and your kids' ankles and hop around the house and try to, you know, bust the balloons. Toss some balloons in the air. Play ball, okay? I'm already playing with this game. It's, I don't know what it's called, Velcro ball, where it's like $4.99 and you have like a little something that you get in Walmart or wherever, Amazon. You put this on, this Velcro thing, and my grandson who's three puts the Velcro on him and we have a Velcro ball and we start playing very close by and we're throwing balls. They don't all have to land the right way, but we're engaging um, let's just say coloring, um, sit down with a blank piece of paper, coloring book. You know, now they're, um, uh, 97 cents a box of crayons, a kid's scissors. My grandson has taken to, um, cutting with a kid's scissors around a paper plate. I told him that he didn't do it on his, he asked permission, but I wanted to learn those skills. And he got so excited, he was screaming when he had to go home. I was like, look, grandma gave me scissors, whoa, (laughs) right? Um, Taking pictures this morning, Uh, it's my husband's birthday this weekend. So we were trying to get pictures with grandpa and the kids and uh, he wasn't getting the hint so i finally called my grandson and i said mayor grandpa's birthday is this weekend we need to take pictures can you tell your mommy now of course i spoke to her beforehand to come over and we're gonna do pictures and he was so excited this morning they came over And I had to tell my husband because he didn't know, and he had to be available. We sat outside, and they ate breakfast, and we took photos, okay? He was so excited, and he did these cute animated things because he was part of it. Now, you don't have to wait for a birthday. I tell my clients to create happy albums. So you do something fun, we all have our iPhones, cameras, whatever, Snap a photo, develop the photo, go with your kid to develop the photo. If you have a printer at home and create an album because kids love that, this is life. You're doing something fun. Okay, another favorite, pettings is, Okay, farms, pick some veggies. Okay, you need a little more time for that. But bicycles outside, People laugh at me. I have seven different bicycles for the kids. I have the baby one. I have the tricycle. I have a scooter. I have a push one. And then we sit outside and they have foxy pops. And um, we just hang out, water tables, splash pads. I just did a reel on that uh, about, I was trying to do a video. Here, moms, get the splash pads. It's not You don't have to fill up the pool, spill it out. And then my grandson came in with a friend and I was like, gotta go. But those are some ideas, they don't take a long time. You're engaging with the children anyway. You're you're cooking dinner and they're coloring. They don't have to be perfect. And you're just giving them an opportunity to be part of life. You know, not just a couch potato.
0: Great ideas. Very good ideas. Can you give us an idea of some of the games that are in your
1: Hallmark for Parenting Program? Sure. So I will share the top, top three. I want to say, like, different parents love different things. But there's, across the board, the number one thing is creating pizza on your child's back. So it's a massage game and you can play it throughout the day. You can play it when the kids are going to sleep. So you're sifting the flour, massage, massage, right? You're um, pouring in the water. You're putting in a little yeast. You're putting in a little salt and then you're, you're kneading it on your kid's back. So you know what your kid likes a little deeper pressure, lighter pressure, And then, okay, the dough is ready, you spread it out, and then you put some sauce, and you sprinkle the cheese, and you bake it, and you eat it, and the kids love it. And then I always say, mommy, be a sport. Let the kid bake pizza on your back. I was actually doing it on telehealth with somebody, with a client of mine, and the kid went to the kitchen and took out a rolling pin. And her mom cooperated. She was such a good sport. She bent over and the kid hovered the rolling pin on top of her back and made pizza on her mom's back. It was adorable. Now you can do that with tacos, cookies, burgers, milkshakes, whatever your kid's favorite food is. And it's, it does two things. It's all, my games are all, or these therapeutic games are all about, um, Connection, building connection with your children, building nurture into your child's life, especially if we're busy. Right? Um, I think about nurturing connection as a like a seven-layer cake. Do you know what that cake is? Like you, mm-hmm. it's like little little chocolate cake, and then the cream, and then the chocolate, right? And yep. then the chocolate icing on top. So I think of a child's brain in that way, and their hearts in that way. You really want to layer the yummy, what makes the seven layer cake so good? It's that mm. cream, right? It's like, yum. So you want to give your child little opportunities for connection and nurture. And what that does is it builds attachment, it builds self-esteem for life, and it boosts resilience, which was your first question. Because if you have an emotional bank account, like think of a regular bank account, you have to replace the roof on your house. That's a big withdrawal. And sometimes there's a big withdrawal for children when mom gets upset, mom has to go away, mommy has to stay late at work. But if a kid is literally smothered with yummy, yummy icing, right, and cream and cake, that's what plays to child's development. So even if it's just five minutes when you're tucking in your kid and they're reading a book, that gives your child a whole different sleep that starts their morning in a better way. And when they're needy, they come and they say, Mommy, can you play this game with me? Because they ask for the game that works for them that helps them learn the lessons that they need to, that gives them the fuel that they need to operate from. So that's the top one. Another one is, I should say a variation of this, where you can play weather on your back, um, which we did when we were little kids, you know, and then the rain on the back, the wind, the snow, and a kid has to guess what it is. Or um, writing, I love you, hard shapes on the back, and the child has to guess. I was never good at that. Some kids are. So again, your kid will ask for the game that they want. And when they need connection, they'll come to you and they'll ask. Okay. Another game that really parents like, it can sound really funny if you're not into like, using whatever you have in the house, but think about the cotton ball, okay? You're doing your makeup, it's a cotton ball, it's just in your bathroom, whatever. So you can play with that cotton ball so many games that you wouldn't believe it. And people think, oh, that's for little kids. No, no, not really. Six, seven, eight-year-olds will really appreciate it. So you can blow cotton balls across the kitchen table and you got to catch it and blow it back. You want to add, um, hand, eye coordination, some sensory input. You guys can be on the floor on your bellies and blow it and meet in the middle. So the cotton ball can, I can't go past the middle like hockey almost right. Uh, with a cotton ball. Okay. um, variations I've seen are um, like even putting a cotton ball on your head and trying to walk. Now, we know a cotton ball is not that heavy. A kid doesn't. So that's in the hearts and the minds of a child. That's like, wow, that's a challenge. Well, I'm going to walk with a cotton ball on my head to my mom. And then you come there and get a big hug. That's a two-minute game. That's a 30-second game. And you're standing there and cooking dinner. And once you introduce these games to your kid, your kid will come and say, hey, mom, can I play the combo game or whatever? Or think about putting a book on your head or a dolly on your head or a box of pasta on your head. Eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, varying thing of are on your head, right? <laughs> um, those are games that some of these we were raised with I'm gonna say maybe 20 years ago, or even maybe 10. I'm not sure. When was the? When did social media start taking away the childhood that you and I probably had?
0: Yeah, that was about when my son was a my oldest was a high school and senior, so um, like
1: 2006 ish. Yeah, yeah. So I think some of us don't even have that experience with our own mothers and not every mother was playful, right? So now these are called therapeutic games, okay? Now this is how we fix problems. We play the games that many mothers knew was just like, it was just part of like you kept the kids busy by like taking little things around your kitchen and, and you just distracted them. Now it's really about focus, connection, and also, let's just talk about carrying things on your head. It's a real challenge, and one of the things that parents worry about nowadays is the kids are couch potatoes. They're not motivated. They don't want to do anything, right? You you offer a kid piano lessons, like, oh, no, not in the mood. Yeah. Really, mom, the TV show is on, right? <laughs> So giving them something like this in incremental levels, I've got a whole module on this with building a child's self-esteem is by challenging them, not challenge them in a way where, they, where it's too much, but challenging them in play where they get the good feeling that you accomplished something. I don't know if you ever did this as a kid. Did you ever have a book on your head and walk around with that? Yeah. We did that. Yeah. Okay. So you feel so good about yourself. You're like, Oh, I can balance a book on my head. Right. Okay. Talk about balancing something on your foot while you're laying on the floor. Now your kids giving you attitude, they're fighting who wants to play, you know, whatever, who wants to balance a seltzer bottle on their head. Believe me, they'll be running because we want mommy's attention. She's busy. And now she wants us to show her what we got. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Even something like measuring, this is a very funny thing, but measuring uh, footsteps from Mm -hmm. like the length of the couch, the length of the table. So um, walking one foot in front of the other and counting how many steps from one side of the room to the next. It is something that intrigues children. You would think it's so simplistic, but it's not because when you add it with mommy's eye contact, and mm-hmm. approval, what do kids want most? And I'll say one more, which is something that um, people really love is, I forgot the name of the game, but I have it as a mental image, is that you take a little blanket, put it on the floor, and you put your child in there and you start taking them like on a little ride. So okay. you can do this yourself with a little one with a bigger one, you're taking, it's you and your spouse or uh, you and an older child, and you can tell them a little story. And you're going slow, you're going slow. And you know, you're going to the park and then the birds are chirping. And then we're going where, and then we're gonna find like a canoe. And we're gonna get into the canoe and we're gonna go a little faster cause we're rowing faster. And then the kids having fun, they're moving, right? You're shaking them around, okay. And then we're slowing down, we're reaching our destination. And we're parking, right? Mm -hmm. Again, it can be two, three minutes. But what it's giving the child is like, hey, my mom loves me. It's attachment. It's connection. And you do this for a few weeks. Your kid's discipline issues go down. Because when they need something from you, they say, hey, mom, can I play a game? That's what made me start my uh, 30-day non-tech children's activity series. That was what I did initially. And then moms, when I tested it, moms were like, hey, this is great. But why don't you have a parenting program? And that set me on the journey of creating a parenting program. Because I was just trying to like share some some quick, like, hey, you can do this, moms. So I, I play. I, I don't know if you can tell, but that's, Those <laughs> that's are, life, um,
0: you know. Wonderful, wonderful ideas do you have something
1: to offer for our listeners? Sure. Well, I have my playful parenting program, which is an eight week program, and then a full year of Facebook support. You know, that's, a more higher ticket program. But if any of your listeners are interested in that, you can connect with me. But what I wanted to do is do something really special for uh, your folks who are listening. My 30 day jumpstart programs, which is the non tech children's play activity, or my 30 day mindfulness program, which is also using play to bring in mindfulness into a family's life. Um those programs are normally 697. I'd love to offer it to your listeners for $97. And uh that's something that can give you a jump start, get you like a real win and sort of see what my approach is because it works independently. It's like you just do it. If you do it it works. And if you want to know more about what I do with playful parenting and how it can kind of revolutionize your life, then certainly, um, I guess I'll give you the contact and people can reach out to me. I'm always here to see how I can be here to support moms because the world that we live in is just, it's a complicated world. And I feel like when things get crazy and people find, see me, they're looking at an investment of tens of thousands of dollars because the problems have gotten to a place where, They got to, they got to, you know, they need that professional support. And it got me thinking like, well, if I had tens of thousands of dollars, I'd rather go on a cruise or I don't know, put a down payment on a house or, you know. So what I thought about is what if I can create something? Obviously, my time is very involved. Like I can't take on clients when I need to invest and support people in my Facebook programs. So it is something that costs more money, but what I have is your availability to take the program. I get to know you and your family and it becomes something which I, I haven't seen before is that you're, you're doing parenting with an expert, but you're not paying that weekly fee of 275. That's coming out of your bank account, you know, every month. And, on a day-to-day basis in my therapy program people i mean as a therapist people don't connect with me in messaging or in facebook groups it's more the time that they have with me
0: right. so
1: i was looking to create some sort of hybrid experience where what i was saying is that some people they beat around the bush in many different directions and I'm okay going wherever you want to go, but you're pretty laser focused. Uh, so you're getting your your viewers are getting a lot in terms of like practical things they could do right this very moment, which is incredible. I'm I you know I love this because it really like every piece of this is so valuable, and mm-hmm. um, I'm happy for you. And I think you're, you're offering something really meaningful. Well thank, well, thank you. Yeah. I so
0: appreciate your knowledge and your time and just um, encouragement of how simple it is to, to play.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a lost art.
0: Yeah, it is, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Giant Builders, look for the uh, links below and resources and go outside and play with your child. Get some bubbles and grab some cotton balls.
1: Yeah, and and know that what you're doing is more than just wasting time or making the hours go by. This is what builds children, healthy children that can uh, create the future adults of tomorrow. And that, and that is to just end up with what your, your original question is, how do we create resilience? This is how. Oh, we great. give our children what they really need to be kids, to allow them to just be human beings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, great. Well, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. So Giant Builders, we'll see you next Tuesday. Thank you for listening. This has been The Giant Builders with Lois Wyant.